0: Hello, and welcome to Not for the Dinner Table. Woo! I was literally about to jump in with,
1: you're never ready! I know, <laughs> And I was trying so hard to pull it out so it came out the right time. <laughs> well done. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Thank there you. Go. you. That for
0: you. Uh, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah,
1: very well. Good. Thank you.
0: Episode 25.
1: Ooh, it's very exciting. We
0: know what comes next.
1: Woo! Anniversary
0: episode. So anniversary brilliant. episode.
1: One
0: year. Why didn't we record this jingle for the anniversary episode? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.
1: Cheers. I was just about to drink that then. Yeah. Cheersing you. Sorry. Oh, lovely.
0: Mmm. Mmm. But I suppose we should say, because we have recorded slightly out of sync so yes. we have recorded the anniversary episode already we have and we didn't
1: know whether we were going to say that or not
0: well i say it because
1: avoiding <laughs> the subject, the
0: subject. <laughs> We thought that this episode would be our paranormal investigation episode, but there's been some scheduling conflicts, so we haven't been able to do that, so it's a little bit different from scheduled, and when you listen to the anniversary episode, you'll hear me give a fact about paranormal investigations, but obviously this episode is not about that.
1: No, we're diary confusion.
0: We're diary confusion,
1: <laughs> but we will catch up with Mel definitely yes, Absolutely. At some point.
0: We cannot wait to have her on the show. It's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah,
1: it's going to be really good. Oh, day! I know. Um, the part. The anniversary episode was so much fun. To oh, me,
0: so good! It yeah. was
1: hysterical.
0: It was brilliant. We'll probably be talking about it in this episode and in episode 27 as well because it was just so memorable.
1: And probably in every episode in the future because it was just brilliant. Yeah. We had a little after party, didn't we?
0: We had a big after party. <laughs> At my <laughs> house. <laughs> At your house. Wowzers.
1: Yeah.
0: We were listening to all kinds of music, yeah. drinking all kinds of drink.
1: Yeah, like you completely wiped me out because you were yeah. like, Wow, have you got to drink? And I was like... I don't have anything else. And you were like, come on. And literally all of the crappy bits of booze that you get for Christmas have gone. Yeah. Like the leftover bits in bottles. Everything went.
0: Can you remember how angry you got at me for putting shambord in Prosecco? I,
1: I fucking hate
0: Chambord. <laughs> I hate <laughs> it. so gross. But as
1: soon as you opened it, it contaminated every glass of Prosecco. I, every glass I had after that I was like, oh... It tastes like Chambord.
0: But even the the glass you were drinking that had no Chambord in it, you were like, this is awful, I hate it. And we were like, Sophie, we haven't put any Chambord in yours.
1: Yeah, probably because I was pissed.
0: That's it. Pissed and
1: furious with Chambord.
0: So if you ever see Sophie in a bar, never, never get her a cocktail with Chambord in it.
1: No. Ashley used to drink
0: Chambord and pineapple. Oh, really? Yeah, it used to be his drink of choice.
1: Oh, God. Mm. Ugh. I oh, know. No, can't, can't abide it. No. Can't abide it.
0: So it's a little bit more low-key this week. It feels a fe- bit anticlimactic, doesn't you know, it? It feels
1: very quiet, it? really it?
0: does, yes. Very quiet.
1: No yeah. dogs barking.
0: No. No. <laughs> no Not yet, anyway. No
1: uncontrollable dad waffling on. <laughs> It was so fun. Yeah. We had lots of fun with it. It was Dad, brilliant we?
0: and we can't wait for you to hear it. So It's gonna be great. Yes. This episode will be coming out uh at the beginning of October and then the anniversary episode will drop on the eighteenth. So
1: yeah?
0: stay tuned to your podcast devices.
1: Yeah.
0: Devices? Devices. You don't have a podcast device, do you? No. Your pod capture
1: telephone. Of... <laughs> I don't know I to say Stay tuned
0: to your telephone.
1: In a northern accent.
0: So, Save so, for new-time yes. listeners, what's not for the dinner table about?
1: Well, it's by all kinds of things that are not really suitable for chatting about around the dinner table.
0: Absolutely. Me and Save get together every yeah. two weeks and we talk about all the weird, creepy, unusual, strange...
1: Yeah. I, I really want to say otherworldly because okay. I feel like I'm not allowed to... <laughs>
0: Otherworldly Other We love you, Oddity Files
1: We do um, Yeah, but lots of weird and wonderful things Yes From the sublime to the ridiculous
0: Oh, yeah, I like that Yeah,
1: I nearly wrote that in my uh, thing today and I had to cross it out So I thought I needed to get it in there Because I've not said that for a while <laughs> <laughs>
0: Must remember to say that because I've remember. not said it for a no. while Yeah, so we sit down with a bottle of Prosecco And pick a subject, and then both research a story within that subject. Yeah. So welcome along to new listeners, and welcome back to old listeners. We're glad that you're here.
1: Very glad.
0: So what are we talking about tonight, Save?
1: Body snatchers.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Mm, I'm so excited by this. This was your idea yeah. when, when I sent you the... Um, the Not mind the... map.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we have a not-for-the-dinner-table mind map. Of uh, all the subjects ideas. we want to cover, yeah. and so I WhatsApped you, didn't I? And yeah. I was like, "Pick a subject from the mind map." Yeah. And body snatchers was. I was all over it. Yeah. So before we delve in, though. Yeah. We got some news.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> I've got, <laughs> I've got uh, a little bit of news.
0: Oh, I've Have got you? a bit of news too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Come
1: on, then. No No news
0: is good news, news, but some news might be nice news, not for the dinner table
1: news. Lovely. Yes. Right, shall I go first? Yeah, okay. So my first bit of news we've already spoken about, we've recorded our one year anniversary episode, because I did not know whether I was allowed to say it or not. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, just wondering. Well, it was great though. Anyway, we've already talked about that, so moving swiftly on... um, My second little bit of news is on our Instagram, if you follow that, if you don't, then do. It's not for the underscore dinner table. Yes.
0: And we try and do highlights of episodes. They were a bit behind at the moment. And then Soph does a really cool job of just putting loads of cool photos surrounding the the episodes on our Insta and then other weird goings-on yeah. that are
1: happening. Yeah, so so this week I went to Little Ding Jail. Yeah. Which is in the <gasps> village that I live in. <gasps> and I've not been for years. And if you've been on my Insta and had a look, it is fucking crazy. I can't
0: believe that that's right on your doorstep I know, as well.
1: I know. And I know the guy who owns it and yeah. like has collected all of this crazy memorabilia, like, oh my god, Dave, you would just have a field day in there. We need to
0: get him on the show. I want to know, like, why he started doing that.
1: I'll, um, next time I see him, I'll ask him if he would be up for that. Yeah. I I just don't know whether he would. He's quite a reserved person. Even though he's, like, into some crazy shit. But, yeah. like, yeah, he is quite a reserved person. But I will ask him. I yeah. will ask him.
0: I'd like to definitely check out the occult section. That looked amazing. Yeah,
1: so it's, it's like, all over the place. Like, crazy. There's stuff everywhere. Yeah. And it's set in Little Dean Jail, which is an, an actual old jail. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible, the amount, like, the sheer volume of stuff that is in there. Wow. And it's everything that you could possibly think of he's got like signed photographs of, of hundreds of celebrities and then they're all framed up with like stories about them like weird stories and like it's just insane he's got a toilet seat which apparently belonged to Saddam Hussein what in there. yep and he's got like a, a certificate of authentication to say that it was Saddam's toilet seat like it's just insane but I do have to say, if you're thinking about going, it is proper Marmite.
0: You so either love it or hate it. You either
1: it. really like it or you don't like it. Mm. There are some really horrendous photographs in there and things of ISIS and uh, Auschwitz. Oh and my God. Like horrible. There's a lot of true crime stuff and there's a lot of crime scene photographs of bodies. Mm. And so if you're a little bit like, you know... You don't like that sort of stuff, hmm. go, but don't look at the photograph to like try yeah. and avoid those areas. They are like signposted, but it's brilliant. It's just so full of really crazy stuff, like a two headed calf. Did know, you see that yeah. photograph I put up?
0: That's amazing.
1: There's so much stuff in there, like that. There's a Victorian, which I didn't get a freaking photograph of, but obviously we'll be going back together at some point. There's a Victorian carved wooden mermaid.
0: Wow, I loved the centaur, the baby yeah, centaur. Yeah, the baby
1: centaur. So he was in the case with the mermaid. Oh, wow. But um, yeah, oh my God, like, oh, it's, it's just brilliant. It really, really is.
0: So, what was your favourite exhibit?
1: Um, probably all the occult stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he has an upstairs section which is called Gay Block H.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: And it's reserved for all of the um, like stories about gay people and like photographs of gay people that have signed photographs and stuff. It's just the weirdest thing that you've ever been to. And I went with Gina, our friend Gina, and she was like, you can't call it that. He can't call it Gay Block H. He's going to have to rethink that. And I was like, I don't think he's going to rethink anything, Gina, because people just, like, love it. Yeah. There's always people there. Like, it is just... It's insane. You've got to see it to understand how crazy it is. Mm -hmm. But it's brilliant.
0: Awesome. Oh, oh, I can't wait to go.
1: Yeah. And he's actually, like... I could talk to you about it for ages, because he's got um, Fred West's work boots,
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I think you mentioned like that in really our West murders macabre.
1: episode. If you're into true crime, it is the place for you mm. because he's got some... He's got... Um, so he, he... What's he got, Soph? <laughs>
0: What's he got? Stop
1: it. <laughs> He's got a friend called Black Widow who was um, put into prison because she killed one of her gangster boyfriends. And she... Um, was in the same prison as Rose West, and she went to a, like, a sale, like, you know, they make stuff in prisons, like, I don't know, sewing lessons and stuff like that, and she bought a really chintzy cushion, which was made by Rose West, and that is in the prison, that's in uh, Little Dean Jail, like, it's just so Weird. Weird. And it's got, like, letters, Christmas cards from, like, Myra Hindley. Oh, Oh, God. It's just... Some of it, I was like, oh, this is making me feel a bit weird. But if you're into anything like that, go.
0: Dark Tourism.
1: Oh, yeah, it's on Netflix, Dark Tourism. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah, Yeah. it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so so take a look. Um. Just delve into the absolute craziness of it. Yeah,
0: and if you do, let us know. Because yeah. we're just around the corner, we'll yeah, come we and are. have a drink with you in the guest house or yeah. in the belfry. Yeah. We, we can will. talk all things spooky.
1: We can. Yes. Fab. what's your news?
0: So I forgot to tell you this piece of news, though, mm-hmm. the other day. Um, and it was about something that I read on my way back from Fort Ventura. Oh yes. And I read it in the Tui in Flight magazine. What? It was a question and answer style interview with a TUI pilot. And one question, one of the questions was, question, have you ever seen a UFO? (gasps) Cool! The pilot's answer was, I have seen a UFO. What? Or unidentified flying Uh. object. Some of the things we see in the sky, you can't always identify. And I read it and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, is no one else reading this magazine? Yeah,
1: like what?
0: I know. But they say that, don't they? That pilots do see loads of stuff, but they never really talk about it.
1: It's like an unwritten pilot Mm. code.
0: Yeah. But I bet if you sat on a plane and just looked out the window for the entire time, you probably would see Mm. something... Weird. Yeah. I've looked out the window before and seen like another plane sort of a little bit lower that's really close. That's weird.
1: Oh, I don't think I'd like that. No. Oh, no.
0: But yeah, that's my only bit of news. That's brilliant.
1: Mm, oh, I, I really liked, liked it. That? Yeah, it's cool,
0: isn't it? Mm, so if you're a Tui pilot or a pilot and you listen to Not for the Dinner Table yeah. and you've seen a UFO, let us know. Yeah. Email us.
1: Be a whistleblower.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> On the pilot code.
0: That's it, because we are we are an official whistleblowing agency.
1: Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> Just me and you. That's it. Email <laughs> not for the dinner table at gmail.com and yeah. let us know your UFO stories. Do it. And if you want to, you can um, record them yourself and send them to us. Oh, so you yeah. don't have to write them if you don't want to. No,
1: send us a little voice clip. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> that was great. Yeah. I loved it. Right. Are we delving in?
0: We're delving in to Body Snatchers. <gasps>
1: Do you want to go first or shall I?
0: I don't mind. Do you want me to? Yeah, you can do, yes.
1: Do, well, I feel like you're uneasy about that, May. Do you want to just go first?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can go first. Uh,
1: what? Are you watching Strictly
0: through the door? Calvin's on now.
1: Oh, God, he's so lush. Ooh. Well, actually, is he lush or is it just his bod? A big gun blindness, isn't it? Oh, my good God. So, if you haven't watched Strictly Come Dancing... Just Google Kelvin Fletcher right now and watch his first dance they did on Strictly because it was mind blowing. Yeah, and Dave literally is is zoned out, not listening to me because he's too I busy am. ogling the man <laughs> on the TV. And right. for our
0: American listeners, Strictly Come Dancing is our version of Dancing with the Stars. Oh yes, yeah.
1: Right, let's go.
0: Yeah, back oh, off, uh, off, back off, off Strictly, Strictly uh, back into. Body
1: snatchers. body snatchers. Yes. Two what? very similar. Up <laughs> ends of the spectrum we are on this evening. I know. Right, here we go. So, Dave, mm. do you know what body snatching is? No. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> body snatching is the secret removal of a corpse or cadaver from their burial site. Oh, cadaver. Are, but I know I put that in there because I really wanted to say it. Yeah. Say it again in a minute. <laughs> the main purpose of body snatching, especially in 19th century England, was to sell the corpse for di- for dissection or... Uh,
0: uh, oh, my God. Anatomy.
1: Anatomy lectures in medical schools. The people who did it were often called resurrectionists or resurrection men. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, This is not to be confused, however, with grave robbing. No. No? Different. That is uh, a person who steals the personal effects that have been buried along with the corpse, but they actually don't take the body itself. Mm. So um, I've just made a little note to say that uh, in prison terms, so if you got arrested for um, body snatching... It was termed as a misdemeanour, so not a felony, which was only punishable by fine and imprisonment. But if you got caught taking stuff like personal effects from a grave, you could be transported or even executed.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So, Major.
0: stealing a body, yep. absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Just no problem pay us that. 15 quid. So they
1: used to take the clothes off them and everything. So they'd just take the oh, naked body. because if they had their clothes so on, that was personal effects. Yep. If they had anything on. Wow. Yeah. Mm.
0: That's really interesting.
1: So uh, when I was like doing a bit of research into it, I was like, oh, what am I going to do about this? And I stumbled upon... Chinese ghost marriage.
0: What is that?
1: So it's called Ming-hen, which literally means spirit marriage. A marriage which one or both parties are deceased. What? Yeah. Why, you may ask? <laughs> so usually set up by a family of the deceased for a number of reasons including if they are already engaged, but one of the couple dies. Don't like that. Right. Or to integrate an unmarried daughter into patronage. <laughs> I can't say the word. But basically, if she's not married and she needs to have like a, a, a line of her own. So, so
0: she's alive. She's alive. She'll marry a dead man. She's
1: marrying a dead man. Okay.
0: So then me. she becomes part of the dead their man's family. family. Yeah. Right. So basically,
1: she's hanging on at home and mum and dad are like, oh God, we've got to get rid of her somehow. I'm going to marry her to um, those people next door because their their brothers just died. So we're just going to marry her to her. And then she's got to go and live with them. Right. It gets It gets weirder. Or to ensure the family name is continued. Or, oh, okay. Again, or to ensure that the younger brother is married before is not married before the elder brother.
0: So, is that tradition in China that the elder brother would have to be married be first? Married first, yeah. Oh,
1: this is like ancient Chinese times.
0: Imagine books, being the about. poor woman that like has to go and marry a dead person, yeah. so that. The dead person's brother can then get married. I mean, that's a wedding gift and a half, isn't it? Oh, yeah.
1: A hundred percent. What
0: did you get, the bride and groom? Oh, I married their dead brother so that they could get married.
1: And now I have to live with them. So I'm just going to delve into that a little bit. So if your fiancé dies or if you have to marry somebody's dead brother, you know, to so that the younger brother can get married, your groom is replaced by a white cockerel at the wedding.
0: Okay. So you get
1: married in a church to a white cockerel. Okay. Okay. Then... Sign seems legit. (laughs) Immediately after, you have to go into mourning. So get married to a white cockerel, and then you have to wear black pretty much for the rest of your life, and you can never have sex again.
0: Do you know what I'm imagining? What? I'm imagining like a reveal. Yeah. So she walks down the aisle in like <laughs> yes, white, yes, gets married yes. to the cockroach, and then, like, as they're play, playing the mind. wedding march, yeah. like she spins furiously and then like throws something yeah. down, and all of a sudden it's a black gown. The cape, her
1: cape. her veil like flips side yeah. and it's all pff, turns into black.
0: And there's some like disco version of the funeral march.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Work. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> then she death drops. <laughs>
1: when you said the funeral march, immediately came into my head was da, 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 Star da. Wars, yeah. That's not the funeral march. That's Star Wars. Yeah. What's the funeral march?
0: Is there a funeral I march? Don't know. I'm sure there is. Maybe but there isn't. Maybe
1: it is that.
0: Well, what's her name that's will what come I'm on? When I die? No, Sarah McLaughlin. Oh,
1: yeah, that'll come yeah,
0: on. That'll come on. everyone's. But the crying. disco version, disco cause there's a version. disco remix of that, yeah. and she'll be
1: Sacheting. Sacheting and, the and then she'll do a
0: death drop through the doors, so she can never have sex again. Becky, no. getting back on track. Yeah, sorry,
1: so yeah, that's it. She has to move in with a f- uh, new family, and can never have sex with anybody. She's taken vow of celibacy. On the other hand, if the groom wishes for a ghost marriage, which there are no documented reports of, mm. but if that were to happen, Dave, guess what he has to put up with? Please tell me. Nothing. What do you mean? He can do what he likes. So he can get married and then he can go and shag everyone he wants to. He can, you know, he can still wear his normal clothes. He can do everything. Not a fair,
0: is it? Well, that's the patriarchal world we live in, that Sophie. That is it.
1: <clears throat> so, Dave, then we ask the question: How do you get a ghost bride?
0: I need to know.
1: So, if our a...
0: listeners need to know <laughs>
1: exactly. If a family wish to arrange a ghost marriage, they may consult with a ghost marriage broker. <laughs> The broker, if he's willing to undertake the marriage, will search for a family which has a suitable deceased member with a favourable horoscope.
0: Will they have to have died in a relatively sort of close period?
1: I don't know, actually. Didn't find anything about that. I'm going to say yes. Because
0: it would be really bizarre if he was like, oh, can...
1: Yeah cuz otherwise Can this lady she could marry, marry the person like 100 years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. Now I I would I'm going to say yes it has to be within the yeah. same sort of age range.
0: Cuz then like you could have a 20 something being yeah. the great auntie of yeah. like 40 something people or yeah. something like that.
1: Yeah. So some families used a different method to um to track down the uh, bridal groom. And they believed that Ghost Bride had already chosen her groom and he would identify himself. And to do this, the family would typically lay a red envelope, which in China is usually used to give money, Mm -hmm. um, out as bait in the middle of a road. And then they would go and hide and watch. And then the person that picked it up would then, then, they would pick it up and all the family would come out and say, you're the one. So you're the bride or you're the groom of this person now. The dead person. The dead person.
0: Okay. That's Fuck weird.
1: It. It's just nuts,
0: isn't it? It's what a really bonkers. weird piece of just
1: Yeah,
0: ancient tradition.
1: Folklore, Dave?
0: How ancient, like how old is this, do we know?
1: So... There's actually records of it happening in recent times, and this is where shit gets crazy, because...
0: We We are taking the wheels off, people. We
1: are. So this is where it gets a bit body snatcher-ish. In China, in 2006, a resurgence of the ancient practice of ghost marriages in the northern coal mining regions of Shanix,
0: Mm.
1: Hebei... (laughs) Hibe. <laughs> I can't say it. Hibe and Shandong. Although the practice has long been abandoned in modern China, some superstitious families in isolated rural areas still pay very high prices for the procurement of a female corpse for a deceased unmarried male relative. So, it is speculated that the high death toll of young male miners in these areas has led to more and more novice body snatchers to steal female cadavers from graves and then resell them through the black market to families.
0: Hang on. Yes. So, they are stealing... So, this time it's... Live men marrying dead women. No,
1: it's they're both dead, oh, so you can both be dead as oh well. Gosh, so it doesn't yeah, have to be sorry, alive. Sorry, so sorry. One or the other of them can be dead, or both of them can be dead.
0: So it must be that their belief is that they'll do better in the afterlife yeah, if they're married. If they're married, yeah. Can you imagine, right? Yeah. If somehow the people that we marry in the mortal coil, yes. The bond that we make is so strong that we'd like do it in the next life in whatever that yeah. is, or if we come back as ghosts, like we will stay together. Be can with you
1: the same person? yeah,
0: could but yeah. can you imagine like the oh, two those two people don't know each other,
1: yeah, and they're
0: like who, oh, who the hell are you? Who are you? I'm your husband. I've never I was never married. Yeah, well, well I'm our your husband my parents married. got us ghost married.
1: No, we're ghost married.
0: Yeah, that's another. That's another good idea that, for a little fantasy sci-fi novel. It
1: really is. It really is. So, to finish up. Yes. That's only short, isn't it? That was mega short. No. Oh, okay. In 2007, a previously convicted body snatcher, Song T- Tang. Yeah was arrested by Chinese authorities for murdering six women and selling their bodies as ghost brides.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: In 2007.
0: That's crazy. I wonder how much he sold them for. It must have been enough to kill someone. Yeah, it's
1: gotta be enough. He's killed six, not just one. He must have, you know, he knew he was gonna get some money. I
0: hope the authorities confiscated the money and then gave it to the families of the ghost brides.
1: Yeah. I hope that happened too, but it, it definitely didn't. I'm gonna say it definitely didn't.
0: It would have. It would have in, in my story.
1: Well, okay. But do you remember in um the tale of the two bears mm-hmm. when um they did the whip prime, didn't they? And they um they got the people who killed the bear got charged, got fined a mm. lot of money. And all of that money, plus the whip round, got given to the um, victims. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But...
0: That is so nuts.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? i have never, ever, ever heard of ghost brides no.
0: before. I'd heard of, like, dead people having photos with their relatives. Oh, yeah. Like, in Victorian oh, yeah. times. Like,
1: that's normal, I'd say,
0: oh, yeah. it was so expensive to have yeah. a photo that if someone died... They would have
1: a photo altogether. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> but that's also weird. that is not just um specific to China. No. So there are other countries. Um I know there's more than one, but I can only think of one right now, and that's France, where they used to do ghost brides. Wow. Ghost, ghost marriages. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, even in France? Even in France. Sacre bleu. Sacré bleu! <laughs> it says delicious. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's delicious. Oh. Yeah. It's a good story. That was isn't a it?
0: great story. I I'm I can't quite believe it. If, well, do you know what I mean? If that makes sense, like I find it just absolutely but then, crazy. Like, I
1: mean, that's ancient Chinese uh, law. Yeah. You know, like that is just. What they did back then. And it must we f- trialed people for being witches, you know, like yeah. burnt them at the stake. That's weird.
0: That is weird. We didn't get the real witches, though, did we?
1: No. What did we say?
0: Keep them secret. Keep them safe. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Safe. Oh, well done.
1: Thanks.
0: So you mentioned at the start of your story that. Body snatchers were known as resurrectionists or resurrection men. Yes. And my story is all about one of the infamous resurrection men. Oh,
1: cool.
0: So my story takes place in Augusta, Georgia. And this is the true story of Granderson Harris. Hmm. Great was, name. Yes.
1: Grandison.
0: Grandison. Hmm. Harris was purchased for $700 as a slave in 1852 by the Old Medical College of Augusta, Georgia. Mm. He was purchased on a Charleston, South Carolina auction block and was owned jointly by all seven members of the school's medical faculty. Oh. He was 36 years old at the time of purchase. He was officially the school's porter, and janitor. But unofficially, he was the medical school's body snatcher.
1: Oh, my God. Or oh,
0: resurrection man.
1: Oh, I think that sounds loads better than being a porter. Yeah. Uh, like,
0: so you'd like to go to yeah. a bar. What's oh, so what do you job? do for a living? Oh, um, I'm a resurrection man. Yeah. Oh, what does that mean? I dig up dead people and sell them <laughs> for money.
1: Or take them back to my uh college. No. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, That's necrophilia. The college, college, I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say.
0: So grave robbing and human dissection were illegal in Georgia for much of the 19th century when this story took place, unless the cadaver was from an executed criminal. So that's the only instance in which it could be used for um, dissection.
1: Yeah.
0: Or could be robbed.
1: Yeah, well, yeah.
0: However, the old medical college got around this loophole because as a slave, Harris was protected from being arrested if he was ever caught for his crimes. Because you cannot arrest a slave. Or you could not. not you cannot. No, you can't. (laughs)
1: Because there are no more. There are no more slaves.
0: Thankfully. Yeah. So Harris spent more than 50 years unearthing freshly buried bodies and supplying the students of the medical college with corpses. The medical college even taught Harris to read and write, which was illegal for a slave to to be able to do that so that he could read the obituaries and make note of where (sighs) the bodies were being buried
1: oh my god yeah and then he'd just go up like rock up all right here i am yeah can't arrest me
0: because i'm a slave in addition to being taught to read and write he was also an excellent flower arranger what and he was Able to rearrange the flowers on the grave with per- perfect accuracy once he had exhumed the body.
1: <laughs> what a what a talented man!
0: Yes, it's like <laughs> you go into that? an interview and you're like, "So, uh, could you please tell me the skills of which you have to uh, apply for the position of uh, body snatcher yeah. at this medical facility?" Um, well. Uh, I can read the obituaries and I can write down where they're burying them. And also, I spent six years working for Interflora and I'm a (laughs) fantastic flower (laughs) (laughs) arranger.
1: That's so funny. You're
0: hired. Yeah. Um, So, he used Caesar... Caesar? No, he didn't use Caesar. He used Cedar Grove Cemetery as his main source of bodies...
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He did this because there was a section towards the back of the cemetery where poor um, African-Americans were buried in, oh gosh, they were called like toothpick coffins.
1: Because they
0: were just made of like the worst wood and they were the easiest to exhume. Oh God. Yeah. Once he dug once... He had dug up the body and brought it back to the college. It was preserved in whiskey Ah! before being dissected. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's a lot
0: of whiskey. Don't want to mix those barrels up.
1: Oh, no.
0: Oh, I'm just going to go and have a nice little bourbon. What's that floating in it? Oh,
1: there's a finger in there.
0: (laughs) That's so gross. I know. (laughs) As well as being the school's grave robber, he also acted as a teaching assistant, helping professors with the dissections and cleaning up after the students. There's also a story of the students who were quite fond of him playing a prank on him.
1: Oh, no. Yes.
0: One night they followed him after he had robbed a grave within the cemetery but on his return to the college, he stopped in a saloon to have a drink because... What, with the body? No, he just left the body in the cart. Right. And then he like left it on the side. Yeah. Like tied up the horse. Yeah. And was like, I'm just going to go and have a quick...
1: To the Look. horse. Yeah. Just going to go and have a quick watch,
0: drink. Watch that dead guy. I'm just going to go and have a quick drink. <laughs> uh, the students unloaded the corpse from the cart and got into the back. Instead, so one oh student no. got into the back, and then upon Harris resuming his journey to the college, the student said, "Granderson, Granderson, I'm cold."
1: Oh my god! You shit your pants!
0: Buy me a drink. <laughs> and then apparently, Granderson replied, "You can buy your own damn drink. I'm getting out of here." <laughs> <laughs> <That's> brilliant. <laughs> So things changed slightly for uh, for Harris after the Civil War ended. Harris, after the Civil War, was freed and moved across the Savannah River to the tiny town of Hamburg, South Carolina, where he became a judge. Mm-hmm. However, this didn't last for long as Jim Crow law, which was uh, segregation law, so keeping blacks and whites yeah. separate from each other, became the de facto law of the South, which made, ultimately made Harris return to the dissection labs, but this time as an employee rather than a slave. A slave. Harris continued his grave robbing activities and brokered deals to supply the college with slightly more legitimate bodies purchased from prisons and hospitals. It wasn't a hidden fact that he was the school's resurrection man at this point. And it was said that the local African-Americans feared him because they did not know who he was going to dig up next. He was a figure that strode between the worlds of black and white, working within the medical college, being respectable and an outcast because he was able to read and write and he had a job, but it was an awful job living between night and day because he worked at night in the the cemetery but was a prominent member of society during the day and the living and the dead
1: oh my god he's a spooky character he is
0: with a name like grandison harris as well that's a spooky name it is So he also spent his later years teaching his son how to become a successful resurrection man. Oh, God. And his son ultimately replaced him as the medical college's resurrection man upon his retirement. (sighs) Though he wasn't as successful as his father. Wow. At one point, he even gave a lecture at the college teaching others just how he managed to be a successful resurrection man. So there was a, even a course...
1: On how to be a resurrection man?
0: Yes, that he, he delivered.
1: That's bananas.
0: I know. He died in 1911 and was buried in the same Cedar Grove Cemetery <gasps> where he'd spent so many nights digging up the dead.
1: Did he dig him up?
0: There is no grave marker <gasps> for Grandison Harris. Only a monument, so no one knows where he actually was buried which is probably, oh, probably a good for thing.
1: The best. Yeah.
0: However, in 1989, a construction team found the remnants of Harris's work. Oh. They were renovating the 150-year-old medical college building, and deep in the building's dirt basement, they found layers and layers of human bones. Oh
1: my god.
0: Arms and legs, <gasps> torsos and skulls and thousands of other individual bones scattered among 19th century medical tools.
1: What? Why was it all down there?
0: Many of the bones showed marks of dissection, while others had been labelled as specimens by whomever left the bodies there. The workers and forensic team found close to 10,000 individual human bones and bone (gasps) fragments in the dirt. It is claimed that after the dissection some remains were converted into items for the school's anatomical collection while the rest were dumped in the basement and covered in quicklime to oh, hide right. the stench
1: i was going to say how did they hide that smell cuz
0: i would i would it would probably be i mean it's risky enough to go and dig up a body mm, but then to try and go and put it back
1: yeah
0: you're just not going to do it are no. you So then I was like, well, if there's 10,000 bones in that basement, there's got to be some tales of ghostly apparitions. And there is a few, but I couldn't find one in particular. So if you're from Georgia and you know the uh, Augusta, Georgia, and you know about the old medical uh, college and you have a ghost story, please let us know. But apparently there have been multiple sightings of ghosts in the area of the old medical college though most believe they are an extension of the harris legend
1: okay
0: but there are those that claim that the building is haunted by the souls of the people whose bodies weren't allowed to rest i mean you can see where that legend comes from yeah grave disturbed taking the body i mean it's it's every ghost story isn't yeah. it yeah <gasps> it is even claimed that some have seen Grandison himself...
1: I was going to say, I bet he's there.
0: ...in Cedar Grove Cemetery late at night. He can be seen under a full moon digging a grave. (gasps) Local tour guides have taken photos containing numerous apparitions, none of which I was able to find. But those that have ventured to the old site often refer to it as the most active building in all of Augusta. Wow! Yeah. That's one for Kitsy and Clayton. Yeah,
1: that is. Get on it, Ardity yeah. Files.
0: Augusta Georgia. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. So that that that's great. my story.
1: <gasps> oh, I loved yeah. it. It's good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. Creepy.
0: I know.
1: Yeah.
0: So would you... Be... I wouldn't be. I no. couldn't be a voice snatcher.
1: No. No, Definitely I couldn't. Not.
0: Like, I just... No. No. Um, even I
1: even where they are. <laughs> Just leave them there. We don't need
0: to learn about dissections.
1: No, uh, no. Oh well, only if people choose. I think that that's should it. be a choice, shouldn't it?
0: Well, I think that's what it, changed, yeah. wasn't it? When the law changed, it was like, yeah. do you you can give your body to science? Yeah. I don't
1: Would think you give I w-
0: your body to science. Well, no, I don't think so because let's just say if. You're not allowed to like change into something else, yeah. like if you're burnt or you yeah. decompose in the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, let's say you give your body to science, yeah. and your skeleton mm-hmm. ends up in
1: a, so secondary,
0: sorry. <laughs> a secondary school biology classroom. Yeah. And then, because a that
1: secondary school biology classroom, yeah, dissecting humans. No.
0: Your skeleton, so you know you have like skeletons, and because your skeleton's there, like a part of you is there, so your ghost has to stay in that frigging school. (sighs) That'd be a nightmare.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So I don't think I'd like to give my body to science. Okay.
1: Noted. (laughs) Oh. No, I don't, well, I don't know. know. Is it like because, obviously, donate my organs, they I don't I want to donate
0: my organs. I don't
1: think anyone and will I want don't, mine.
0: And I don't want to be embalmed. Don't
1: you? No.
0: Because it's bad for the environment.
1: Yeah. Are you going to be buried? I was watching something today about... <sighs> what was that? I'm
0: going to be burnt.
1: Oh, are you? Hmm? Oh.
0: Or, if the technology is around, jettisoned into space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, because then you could just like float, float among bite. the stars.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. But I was reading today about um, like forests where you can go and be buried my like. where so, they turn you into a tree. Yeah, you yeah. Don't I don't like think I'm okay you. with that either. Because no. again, what
0: if you're then stuck in the tree? <laughs> like your consciousness is stuck in the tree. Yeah, I mean, which we way... talked
1: about this the other day, didn't we? We talked about it at the anniversary oh, episode, was but we that didn't. Where it, was, it wasn't cheapest.
0: recorded. Oh, was it not? No, I think we did it before because we also talked was about it being. It was a private
1: conversation? It was a private conversation. We talked about it because we also
0: talked about becoming a diamond, <gasps> and yes, then we came up with being... a great book idea. Yeah, which we're not going to talk about in case we do write that book. because I, I still think that's a really cool. It's a
1: really cool trope. idea. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think I'd want to be turned into a diamond. Mm-mm.
0: Send me to the stars.
1: Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So, I also, slightly off topic, but sticking with body snatchers, saw something that caught my eye. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a mort-safe?
1: No. Or did you
0: come across one whilst doing your research?
1: I think maybe I did read something about it, yes.
0: So, a mort-safe is an iron coffin or framework... which helped protect a grave and its inhabitants from being dug up and taken away. They were specifically made for preventing bodies from being dug up and stolen for medical dissection. Mort safes were most commonly used in Scotland and were mainly used by wealthy families to protect their loved ones. After the body decomposed to a certain extent, Mm. the mort safe would be removed.
1: So it's like a cage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. above the gravesite. Yeah.
0: And mort safes were rented mm. rather than bought. I just thought that was really mm. awesome.
1: Yeah, and some families used to sit at the grave like a vigil Yeah, until like weeks after when the body was too far decomposed, and then they would go after, but they'd do like a, a permanent watch at the grave and until that time
0: and why mausoleums became so popular as yeah. well cuz they'd seal sealed the you, tomb yeah. Ooh,
1: yeah.
0: so they'd have to like proper do
1: you remember when when uh we went uh to bath to that place just outside of bath and there was that tomb there with the iron coffins in the castle the castle yeah yeah that iron coffins is not yeah. Mmm, then went to that right nice pub after.
0: Well, Soph, Yay. I think to finish off, we do have a Listener's Leftovers. Do you want
1: it? Yeah. you left it over here. Listener's Leftovers. Hang on, move all this rubbish off I've been here.
0: so excited to read this to you. Now, we... I've checked, because there was some... Um, Photos that were sent with this, yes. which we are allowed to share, yes. but Ooh. we've been asked to keep the individual. It's
1: another Anonymous.
0: Anonymous. Lovely. So, hi Dave and Sophie, I've been meaning to email you for months to tell you about my very odd New Year's Eve shift. Oh, so this is titled, I should say, New Year's Eve Hospital Shift.
1: Ooh.
0: I'll start with a brief overview that I work at William Harvey Hospital in Ashford, Kent. I volunteered to work the late shift until 9pm on New Year's Eve of 2017, and I was with a decent team of colleagues, the kind of people that you want on a shift that are on your wavelength. We hear you a mouse. We do. I want to stress from the start that this story sounds ridiculously unprofessional as it involves us jollying around the hospital, but it was a quiet shift, no patients on the horizon, we had all finished our normal jobs, and the team were equipped with bleeps in case of emergencies. We
1: are not judging you, Anonymous.
0: There's no judgement here at Not For The Dinner Table. Me and
1: Dave would be doing exactly the same thing. We would. Probably, with a... Not the Prosecco. (laughs) Because
0: it's New Year's Eve. It's
1: New Year's Eve.
0: We were at a loose end and somehow my colleague turned to me and asked if I had ever gone to look around the abandoned mental health unit that was currently being converted. No. And then she's but, um, no. Yeah. I was furious. This had only just been brought to my attention. Mm. So, giddy with excitement, a few of us went on a trek. And to cut a long story short, this colleague put use to some very questionable skills, which allowed us to get past the workman's locked door.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Unfortunately, work had already started, and so the unit wasn't untouched as some of the others had seen it prior. But as you can see by the attached photos, which we have, it's still made for an incredible setting for a horror movie. And that was Uh. the first thing I thought when I saw those pictures. Please note that it was pitch black, and so the lighting is from the flash on my camera, oh my God. meaning I only saw the extent of the photos I had taken once I'd taken them, which oh is God. also like, imagine how creepy that
1: is. Oh, God, so you're just seeing the flash of like the room? Yeah. Oh, my God, no. And then it's
0: like straight back into pitch.
1: Oh, no, no, no.
0: Boy, oh, boy, did it give me the creeps.
1: Oh, God, I bet.
0: Fast forward to the next revelation of the evening no high on the thrill of our exploration another colleague then pulled his trump card and asked if i had ever been to the site of where the porter had stashed a body many years ago and then in capital letters shut up oh
1: my god
0: i had heard these rumors as a student but it always sounded like a ghost story And it was always told by many of the older male colleagues that I took it in jest. Turns out it was true. She sent me a link to
1: (gasps) the actual. Oh wow!
0: The story. I love this
1: girl. I know. Whoever she is, he is. Um, They are. They've got backup.
0: The story that circulates is that this porter was maybe stealing drugs and was found by this poor nurse. This small article, which is the only information I've ever found, says she was killed in the service ducks before being dumped in the woods. Mm. It was the service ducks that we had access to, which is the last of the two photos attached. Check out the cool light in the last one that seems to hover. It was creepy And I didn't like it, but mainly because it all seemed so surreal that it was now just an area of maintenance. An innocent woman had been brutally murdered. Mm. And there I was, walking over this every day. I'm afraid this story doesn't come with experiences of strange noises, visuals or sensations. Mm. But I thought you... Who would be top of the list to appreciate an extraordinary and unexpected evening of weird discovery. Always. It made me wonder that in a building that must so frequently host the passing of many people, both expected and unexpected, do you think hospitals are likely to be a hot spot for activity? I feel like unless they are old, abandoned and in ruins, no one gives them a thought about yeah. being haunted. I hope this has gone some way to provide something of interest. I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Love the podcast and think you're both doing a great job.
1: Oh, thank you. So cool. I've got goosebumps.
0: So I do have some thoughts on this because I used to work in a hospital. Yeah, you did. And when we knew that a patient was close to the end, we would or 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 straight after they would die we would always crack a window and it's it's almost and i don't know whether every every nurse does this uh-huh. um but in gloucester it was sort of the hospital's folklore in the sense that you had to as soon as someone died yeah. you had to crack a window so that their soul could leave <gasps> the hospital
1: oh, wow. yeah
0: and I worked there for quite a many year, and I never felt. I mean, the only time I ever felt slightly unnervy was sort of on a night shift when it was really quiet and dark. Yeah. But that's probably my overactive yeah. imagination rather than anything else. I'm not sure. I think I think Anonymous is route is is route. She's route. She's
1: route.
0: I think she's right that people only tend to. Give credence to hauntings in abandoned hospitals yes. or abandoned yeah. mental asylums. Yeah. Um,
1: no, or uh, where ghost stories by Gloucester Royal. Then,
0: not that I'm aware of. No. no, I mean maybe we could do a bit of research yeah. and I see. If... Ask
1: Dad, he worked there as yeah.
0: well. Yeah, I, I never. I was there for probably five years,
1: mm.
0: and no, not five years, three years. Yeah, and I never. Makes
1: never experienced
0: anything. anything. No. Actually it was probably 5 years on on and off and oh. never experienced anything at all and mm. I was on wards where there was a lot of death as well mm. it wasn't they weren't geriatric wards mm. but there were the uh, you know I I did my fair share mm. of laying out yeah. dead bodies and and oh. things like that so oh,
1: God. Do you want to see a dead body? I don't think I could do that.
0: I Feel that it is one of the most privileged things that you can do for a person.
1: Yeah.
0: And I f- would, f- I felt honoured to do it.
1: I'm gonna cry.
0: Mm. Do you want me to cheer you up with a really funny story? Yeah. So. <laughs> my auntie Jane. Yeah. It uh, was also Not lavender a nurse, Jane. Lavender Jane. Right. And she worked in a hospital. Yeah. and... A patient had died. Yeah. And so they were doing... They were laying them out, preparing yeah. them to go down to the morgue. Or yeah. I don't think it's called a morgue, but... Yes, it is called a morgue. The morgue. And, you know, you wash them, you prep the body, you wash yeah. them, clean them, and yeah. things like that. Now, when someone dies... Yeah. They will sometimes still have residue air in their lungs. Yeah. Okay. So... Jane and the other nurse moved this patient's body forward yeah. to, to clean their back yeah. and as they did the body went oh, <laughs> like that oh my and Jane god. Like, threw everything down and ran out the ward screaming <laughs> like ah! and just ran out because she thought that he, the patient was still alive
1: oh my god <laughs> uh, you would that would be so scary yeah yeah. oh my god did I ever tell you that me and um, our friend Steffi Lou when we were going to move in together which we did eventually but when we were going to move in when she was looking to buy somewhere we went and looked around apartments in Old Wooden Lawn oh no
0: yeah why is it with mental health facilities that you immediately go there no you're like no
1: no when we went in, like it was the crescent, you know. Yeah, a I crescent. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're really uh, nice apartments. They are beautiful, and they were beautiful, but both of us were like, nope, <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> no way, we ain't living here. No, no. Yeah, it was it was freaky, yeah. but yeah, like I just love that story. Yes, yeah. was...
0: thank you so much, Anony Mouse. Thank you, and we. If you work in a hospital and you do have stories... Oh,
1: yeah. Send about us them. It,
0: yeah, send send us them.
1: If you've got any body snatching stories. <laughs>
0: yeah, if you've ever, like, <laughs> robbed a grave. But I think in hospitals, they'd probably mostly be positive stories.
1: Yeah, I would have thought so. I hope
0: so. Yeah. But we'll see. Anyway, that's the end of the show, So Wow!
1: Yeah. yeah. That's gone really quickly tonight. It
0: has gone super quick. So probably
1: because of... It was party last time, so Yeah. We were like... It was like an extended podcast for I like hours my... and hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Basically, when you listen to it, it's only half of what was yeah. actually recorded.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. And
1: obviously, like, Dave's had to edit all of that, so... Much as gracias to you for doing that. I it must have I, been a hard job. I thoroughly
0: enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much everybody for listening to mm. our podcast if you enjoyed it and you want to help the podcast grow then just tell a friend about not for the dinner table follow us on our social media platforms on twitter at nftdt on instagram at not for the underscore dinner table on facebook at uh, not for the dinner table and give us a like or you can email us as, as much men- as i have mentioned a few times in the episode are <laughs> not for the dinner table at gmail.com. Yep. We want your listeners stories or as we call them listeners, listeners leftovers. leftovers.
1: And please send them in.
0: Yeah, we absolutely love hearing them. So definitely send those to us. You can ask us any questions that you would like. You can send over your recording of Not For The Dinner yeah. Table news. And we like interact also like
1: with that. us on Insta, comment yeah. on our pictures, because I will always message you back. Like will always talk yeah. to you.
0: We talk love, back. love, love interacting with everybody yes. on our social media platforms. So do get in touch. We love it. Uh, you can listen to us. On SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever. (sighs) That too much prosecco.
1: Wherever you find your podcast,
0: yes, and please leave us leave us a review wherever you found this podcast, but especially on Apple Podcasts.
1: Yeah,
0: the podcast was written and produced by us.
1: Oh, sorry, Sophie
0: and David. (laughs) Our logo was created by Kaylee, and you can see more of her work on Instagram.
1: At Kay Creates Design.
0: And our music for One Last Time oh, is by...
1: No, it's not this Oh, no, it is this time. Yeah. Guy...
0: Oh. It's by Blacksmith, and you can find their work on Audio Jungle.
1: Thank you, Blacksmith. We have loved our theme tune. Yes, and we have. I'm really sorry to see it go, but... Our new theme tune is... Amazing. It's so good. And just wait till you hear it next episode. Yes.
0: And remember, everyone is welcome at our dinner table. Except.
1: Mm. Body
0: snatching bastards. Body
1: snatching bastards. (laughs) Quite right. Yeah. Unless
0: they were forced to do it. Like Harris was forced to do it. Yeah, exactly. To begin with, anyway. Then he like chose to do it. I think he
1: loved it. He
0: He was good at it. it. 50 years? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's a long time, isn't it?
0: I bet he had a great pension.
1: I bet he stashed a few goods. Yeah. When he was robbing.
0: Pendants, brooches, lockets. Got all the bling. That's it.
1: Bye. Bye. (laughs)
0: The Dinner Table is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com
1: or follow BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more.